0: This episode of the Autism Dad Podcast is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is a biofeedback-based video game platform out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's that utilizes video games to help kids learn to emotionally self-regulate. My son, Emmett, has been using it for years. Emmett, could you take a minute and just kind of tell us how you use Mightier? Well, there's this heart rate monitor that you wear on your arm and you connect it to a tablet that comes with it or just your phone. And you play all these cool games. When you get too stressed or angry, the games get harder and harder. And so you have to calm yourself down, and the game gives you ways of doing that. Once you do that, you can just continue playing the game as normal. So over time, it sort of helps you to recognize how you're feeling? It's sort of like building up muscle memory. Like you repeat something over and over, and so you don't have to like think about doing it anymore. Sort of like driving. Thanks, Emmett. If you're interested in learning more about Mightier, you can do so by visiting mightier.com. That's M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R.com and use the discount code THEAUTISMDAD22 to save 10%. My name is Rob Gorski. Welcome to the Autism Dad podcast. where We talk about all things related to parenting and autism and being a mom and a dad and mental health and self-care and all those things that are important and relevant to your life that maybe you don't know where to go to find more information about. I, I try to take on topics that aren't always easy, because we should be able to talk about stuff, even if it's hard, even if we don't agree with someone else's opinion. We can learn from their perspective and I try to embrace that and bring that to you every week on this show. So thank you for tuning in, I really do appreciate that. I'm really, really excited about today's show because I'm a big fan of technology, I have been forever. I'm a firm believer that when used appropriately, the right technology can have a positive impact on just about anybody's life. And this is especially true when it comes to families like mine and, and families who have kids with disabilities or uh, kids that are on the autism spectrum or kids with ADHD or depression or anxiety. I mean, there's, there are tons of families out there who can benefit from technology, but it's not always easy to find the right tech for your needs, right? And the most commonly used, most widely used technology in today's day and age that, that we use every day without even realizing it most of the time are apps apps are everywhere. Apps are on our phones, they're on our tablets, our uh, watches, they're in our computers and on our game systems They're even in our cars and on our kitchen appliances. You know, I mean, they're everywhere and there are millions of them. How do you even begin to navigate this vast ecosystem of, of apps and find the ones that are suited for your family's needs? How do you find an app that can help your child with a disability better navigate everyday life? It's a daunting task, it's overwhelming, and my guest today is Kristen Reet. She co-founded a company called Bridging Apps. They are now part of the Easter Seals, and she's here today to talk about how Bridging Apps is helping families navigate this ever-growing ecosystem of, of apps and find the ones that are safe and appropriate for their child with disabilities. disability. So thank you, Kristen, for taking the time to come on the show. Could you take a moment, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then let's kind of dig into uh, Bridging Apps and how you're helping families.
1: Sure. So thank you so much for having me. My name is Kristen Reit and I am the co-founder and program director of bridgingapps.org um, and so our, uh, it's a website, it's a tool um, to, that focuses on mobile technology, things like apps uh, that go on smartphones and tablets and how they can help people with diff- different
0: disabilities. So your mom, and we talked briefly before we started recording. You want to tell us about kind of your journey as a parent?
1: Sure. So I am a mom of, of two boys and my youngest son, Vincent, um, who just turned 19, which is really hard to believe. He was born with Down syndrome. And later on, um, he just, he didn't act like a typical kid with Down syndrome. I know a lot of of families who have kids with Down syndrome, and he was pretty different. And so later, he was also diagnosed with autism and later diagnosed with a visual impairment. So we kind of have a lot going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And when he was younger, he was in a specialized uh, preschool. And we were about to, when he turned six, going to mainstream him into into a small charter school. And throughout that process, uh, right around 2010 is when the iPad came out. And because of his visual impairment, we understand all this now, but back in early days, there were a lot of things we didn't understand about why his fine motor skills were so poor. Like all the kids had their Game Boys and Leap Pads, and he visually couldn't do it and couldn't use his hands very well. So when the iPad came out, it was just this amazing learning tool. Um, And so we started a a support group of people in a therapy clinic of speech therapists and OTs and different parents of young kids, kids who had cerebral palsy, kids who had autism, kids who had other genetic disorders. And we were all just kind of amazed about how this technology was engaging with our kids. Our kids were doing therapy. They were reaching their goals faster. They were just highly motivated. And, and that is kind of how we got started, Of uh, uh, professionals and parents trying to figure stuff out together. Lots of trial and error.
0: And so, kind of inspired by your experience as a parent and kind of helping to navigate your own journey while helping other parents who maybe are coming kind of behind you, which that's that resonates really well with me because that's while i I don't have an app or or work with apps specifically that's that was sort of the the way that everything I'm doing was born was, you know I, I started out trying to find ways to just better cope with the stress and so i was writing on a on a blog that i thought was private and um wasn't very private like at all and and it turns out that even like my darkest thoughts that that, like i was that you do you would think and then you feel bad for thinking but you would definitely never say it out loud or share it with anybody else i I was writing all that stuff down because i mean it wasn't like terrible but like you know just stuff that's you feel like you should be better as a parent, I guess. But, uh, it was comforting for other people, you know, to, to connect with that and find out that they're not the only people who thought that. And, and so it, it just turned into this kind of mission to, uh, help people navigate the things that I've already been through. And, and it kind of seems like that's sort of the premise with what you guys are doing.
1: Very similar. I actually, I don't have a technology background. Um, and we don't, create apps at bridging apps we we vet we curate we get suggestions from from the community from teachers and app developers and assistive technology professionals but back at the time I had another I had another job and I was just doing this on the side my co-founder and I were just doing this on our spare time and we we I believe there's a fire alarm going off
0: I'm telling you, this stuff is like real. It's real life. Is it? You have. I'm to,
1: actually gonna have to. I'm in my clinic.
0: Okay. All right. So then uh, we can just pick this back up when you get back. Or, yeah, I'm
1: not gonna touch anything. Is that okay?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It'll take that stuff out. The break though is real life stuff though. So that's you're you're fine. I'll just uh, sorry. I'll, I'm okay. next
1: to our clinic, so I probably have to go help some of the kids get out
0: you go do that priorities. I'll be right here. I'll
1: be back.
0: All right. Thanks. Okay. So, uh, just real quick, like this is real life guys. Like I I do this from my house and you know, there's a lot of people that I, that I speak with who are parents or they're, you know, they're, they're, um, they have a lot of priorities that are, you know, important (laughs) and, and life happens. And so Kristen is now dealing with Uh, a fire alarm and she's going to go make sure that the kids are uh, okay and getting them out. You can hear that in the background and uh, we're just going to go ahead and pause the recording and and we'll pick it back up as soon as she gets back. Okay. So uh, we're back and I trust everything is okay.
1: Everything is okay.
0: All right. That's good. That's good. It's real life. And, And before we, it's real life. When, after you'd walked away and I'm just sitting here like, uh, staring at the screen, (laughs) I'm thinking like, you know, like this is just real life stuff. Like we don't, you know, like if, if it's not something like this, it's one of my kids barging in, you know, to talk about something that's like super important that could have waited probably 10 years for me to know, you know, and, uh, and it's just real life. So, so I think in the advent of COVID, all of the video conferencing and kids, people working from home and, and, uh, just the everyday life stuff. So you have nothing to apologize for. I'm glad everybody's okay. And, uh, that was pretty quick. So.
1: Thank you. Yes. We, I, my office is next to, uh, our therapy clinic and school and so we have to have these drills more often than average. And a lot of the kids are medically fragile; and they have sensory issues, and so it is a big deal. And safety is like super important. So we do them frequently. But I did not see this on the schedule, so <laughs> you know we just go with it, like you said, super flexible.
0: That's right. All right. So we were talking about bridging apps. So so your experience as a parent sort of helped you to kind of see that there was a need. I guess basically, and and then uh, navigate that and and create something that was was not already there to help other parents. What was that? What was that like for you?
1: Right. So you know, it, it's as I look back on it, it's super selfish, but in a good way. So I was trying to figure this out, just like all of us parents and caregivers and grandparents raising kids uh were you know trying to do their best and figure things out and especially having a child with a disability that's just even more compounded it's just more complex um, and when you know we started a, a website with the purpose of literally just writing a blog and starting to review apps that were helpful that we found helpful for our kids for example my son Like I said, because of his visual impairment and really, really low, fine motor, uh, there was no way he was ever going to use a computer mouse. He just can't or a trackpad. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the basic educational games and video games just he couldn't do. But having a a touch tablet, right, where there's no interface between you and that and, and him it was just a game changer. He could do things independently that he would never, had never been able to do before. And so we thought that was so important. So we came at it from a visual kind of fine motor standpoint. And then um, other therapists and other parents were figuring things out for their kids with visual impairments, their kids with uh, autism, their kids with cerebral palsy. And most of it, of course, for that age was more therapeutic in nature or educational like, hey, which apps are going to help for speech? Uh, why does my child uh, want to imitate this little character so much? And 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 let's figure out which apps were super helpful for kind of advancing their development, uh-huh. helping them be more social, believe it or not, at that age. And so we just uh, put everything that we were learning just in person. It was just trial and error and putting this on the website and then realized, oh, my goodness, there's such a need. And I think we realized it. After we posted posted an app review and we had adult uh, we had parents of adult children with different types of disabilities saying, oh, my goodness, I downloaded this app and it's been so helpful because my child is nonverbal, for example, Mm -hmm. and they were able to communicate with this picture system on this free app that I was able to find. So we just saw, okay, this is really a big deal and we want to do this and invest more time in it. And that is kind of how we started to share what we were learning and then kind of engage the community Mm -hmm. and get expertise and get uh, contributions from other people who were who were experimenting in different industries. So like psychologists who are using technology and different apps and special ed teachers and therapeutic coaches, ABA specialists and things like that. So it's been a labor of love.
0: So the reception from parents has been very positive.
1: It has been. And most of our users, are parents or caregivers.
0: Okay. And so how, so tell me about how the Easter Seals got involved. Because I think most people are kind of familiar with the Easter Seals and they're a very reputable organization. And I've worked with them before. How did you, how did you get involved with them?
1: So we are based out of Houston, Texas, which is a really, really Large metropolitan area, which is also why we started the support group and started the website, uh-huh. was to share information on the website when when parents couldn't come because it's so hard to drive around here. Um, it's just you know, traffic and transportation barriers and parents who had kids who are medically fragile. So we put as much as we could on the website. And um, Easter Seals happened to see it and was really intrigued, uh, Easter Seals Greater Houston saw it and contacted us and invited us to come kind of share what our goals were. Uh, we were going to start our own nonprofit, and I'm so glad we didn't uh, because uh, <laughs> it was kind of a no-brainer when Easter Easterseals said, we think this is super important. We want to invest in it. We want to spread the word. We want to grow it because this technology, you know, commercially available, Smartphones and tablets uh, just were game changers because some assistive technologies are so expensive, Uh and and so it was really just an opportunity. I think, uh, and now they've become so ubiquitous, and they don't replace all assistive assistive technologies, of course, um, traditional ones, but so many people can leverage um, leverage what they're using, um, you know, leverage what some of the things they already have by just having a little bit of education and knowledge about what apps could be helpful for different things.
0: So how do you guys decide what apps to review or are they suggested to you or are they requested or do companies like reach out to you or do you just sort of, I mean, apps are coming out all the time. How do you decide like what is going to be something that you guys focus on?
1: That's a great question. And so literally all of those things all of those things um we have app developers who want us to review their apps so any developers out there if you've an app that's helpful for disability or the special needs community we'd love to hear it from you um teachers and parents either they're using one and they think it's great and they don't see a review on our website so they want to they want us to review it uh we get suggestions from our staff we get suggestions from the community um people can contact us all different places uh, you know, with different suggestions, we have a vetting process for whether or not we think it may be helpful. Sometimes we get developers with kind of crazy, crazy apps that have nothing to do with our, you know, parents, caregivers, people with disabilities. And um, and so we, are, we add that to a database. Mm-hmm. Our database right now is about 2,500 apps. Oh, wow. That sounds like a lot. Um, but as you already alluded to, apps come and go. Apps go out of the App Store every day mm-hmm. and apps come in the App Store, in, in the Apple App Store, and the Google Play Store all of the time. So we don't even claim to keep up with it. But what we do is we do our best to find the apps uh, and solutions that are the most useful for our community. And then we try to find experts to review them.
0: This episode of the Autism Dead podcast is brought to you by VictorWare. Did you know that 85% of autistic people are either unemployed or underemployed? It's a staggering statistic that Tiffany Hamilton and her autistic son, Isaiah, are working very hard to address with Victor Wear. Victor Wear is an inspirational clothing line that inspires resilience and triumph over obstacles. Their stylish, super soft, colorful tees sport positive and affirming slogans. They want anyone wearing the VW Flame logo to see it as a badge of courage. Victor Wear is warrior wear for those who rise above their personal challenges. Because it's not about how hard you fall, it's about whether or how you get back up. That's what being a Victor is all about. Tiffany and Isaiah's goal for Victor Wear is to become a leading employer and source of empowerment for autistic individuals, and 10% of each and every product sold supports Special Olympics Virginia. To learn more or order your own Victorwear shirt or hoodie, visit victorwear.com. That's v i c t o r w e a r.com and use the promo code theautismdad at checkout to save 10% off your entire order. Okay, so that was going to be my next question is how like who how does the review process work? Like what when you're when you're vetting because I do that on a much smaller scale because I'm one person, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a small list of companies and products and services that I have aligned myself with because I really believe in what they're doing. I've used the stuff myself. There's a lot of like fly by night and there's a lot of scams and people preying on desperate parents. How do you, how do you guys review the apps? Like what, what is that process like?
1: That's a, that's a great question. And and in the early, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, I kind of refer to that time um, as, as the wild, wild west of app development. (laughs) So early on, you know, hundreds and thousands of apps that were available early, there was a lot of money to be made. And a lot of many developers, um, for better or worse, put autism in their title and it sold because parents were desperate (laughs) to help their kids. And if you had autism in your title, it just was downloaded, you know, regardless of what you were charging. So, um, So we have some people on our Bridging App staff who do our reviews, but every reviewer is part of the bridging apps community and they are just in different disciplines so for example if we add the app like khan academy for example or an educational app inspiration maps is another good one if we get an app that's educational in nature we'll find a teacher or special education teacher to review it and we have a a form that's not too cumbersome we've kind of revamped our process to make it a little easier um, to do just the, the very important parts of you know who the app is is best uh, best for, what the app does. A little summary. We do some of our own videos, mm-hmm. and so each reviewer goes through, fills out a form, and that feeds into our database. And then we add a few things to it, and then publish it. So literally every day we're publishing an app review. Um, we have a newsletter, so some of the top top ones go out in our newsletter. And they're all different types. So, again, if there's one that's autism specific, we might get a speech therapist to do it. If it's a speech therapy app or uh, an ABA therapist, there are a lot of task analysis apps out there. And um, so we try to match them up. Uh And we're always looking for reviewers. Again, so if you're in one of these industries that serves people with disabilities and helps people with different abilities and you're interested in sharing your knowledge, it's not a cumbersome process. Um, But one requirement we do have, um, to your point that there's a lot, there are a lot of scams out there, um, is that we do require that you trial the app and use it before you write your review. So we also have caregivers and people themselves Uh with disabilities doing app reviews. We have people with autism, adults with autism, um, who write some of the reviews. People, we have a, a reviewer who is blind. Um, who does reviews for the vision impaired community and et cetera.
0: Is there, is there a cost for people to use your website and, and browse through everything? Or is this a free service? Like how how does that work?
1: It is absolutely free. So bridgingapps.org is our main site. And right on the homepage there is something called App Search. And that's the database. But there are all kinds of things um other helpful things on on the website we do run a blog of, of all kinds of things that we post like if we find a new piece of equipment mm-hmm. or an accessory that goes with a smartphone or tablet we put that on there you can create a free account but you don't have to create an account to use the resources there everything is free the only cost we have is if you happen to be in the Houston area and We do a specialized type of evaluation for communication with a speech therapist, but everything else is free. We want it to be free. We also typically have not taken money from developers so that we can be free to write what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, We will take promo codes. So for for some of the apps that have a cost, especially the higher end, more complex communication apps that lots of people who are nonverbal. Can benefit from. We appreciate promo codes, but otherwise, we are we are completely grant funded. We sit around writing a lot of grants to make it free, to keep it free, and to share it with people who really need it.
0: So, where do you see yourself, like five years from now? what What would you like to see Bridging Apps like grow and and, and do within the next couple of years? Like, what what do you envision ultimately?
1: So, what we have seen uh, over the years goes back to that. Wild, wild west of app development is what we're seeing is lots of things are going away and lots of app developers are consolidating mm-hmm. because the, the game is now to be sustainable. So you may have the best idea in the world and the greatest app, but if you're like a mom and pop shop, um, it the costs sometimes of maintaining an app are so high that they have to figure out a plan. sustain themselves so we've seen apps being acquired we've seen apps go away and come back and so what i think as as things are settling down as as far as um kind of the better ones and the ones that have figured that out are going to be around for a long time we're moving more into into training and so we did a lot of that before covid and we've done a lot of that since covid and plan to to create more of our own videos We have some online on-demand courses that are Uh self-paced. So depending on kind of where you are in your journey. So a lot more training of taking the technology and really showing people how to use them for their particular situation. So, you know, at the very beginning, many people just wanted that, you know, parents and you can't blame them. They just want that silver bullet of thing that's going to be the most helpful. And the hard answer is there isn't just one thing. So when people ask us about, You know what are the best apps for this i say you know best for who there are so many factors that go into and then your child and your loved one also grows and develops so we want to kind of spend more resources and time Uh in helping people connect the dots with their unique situation and finding technologies and helping them use it and leverage that as things in their life changes because my goodness change is uh inevitable
0: Is there a, like an age group that you guys sort of cater apps to, or is it for all ages? You know what I mean? So it's not like, like apps for little kids. There's, there's apps that might help older kids or even adults, maybe.
1: There are. And so again, when we, when we started, all of us had young kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of our light bulb moment was when these adults, And then parents of adult children with different, you know, intellectual disability or developmental disability were saying, hey, this ChoiceWorks app, this ChoiceWorks calendar app is amazing. (laughs) And it's not necessarily designed, um, you know, for adults. So it it really depends on on kind of what you're what you're looking for and what the needs are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we go literally all ages and all disabilities. So an app that's some that's good for somebody with um, autism often is good for other disabilities as well because it's really the skill and and the function and maybe the deficits
0: mm-hmm. that
1: you're looking to help leverage. So executive functioning, right? Lots of lots of us in general, but kids and adults with autism have have trouble with executive function, right? And so you need really good uh, scheduling apps, but maybe you don't like the app that has pictures in it, you just want a text-based app to do a visual schedule, for example, or checklists and things. There are lots of different solutions depending on different preferences. So older adults, we've done a lot of um, like mental health apps and relaxation and leisure apps that, that are appropriate both for kids as well as older adults. Uh, we work with a lot of veterans. I'm, I'm a veteran myself. And so we do a lot of work with, with mental health, relaxation, stress reduction, uh, we have a clinician team. So we're kind of in all these different areas, mm-hmm. but we do have a lot for young kids because that's where we started.
0: Thank you for your service, for one thing.
1: Thank you for your support.
0: Wow, you're welcome. Uh, what is the best way for people to to find you guys?
1: Literally through the website, whether you're a parent and you want some guidance, um, bridgingapps.org. Okay. We, have a, we have a help tab at the top. We're on all the social channels. Lots of people reach out to us that way. If you're a developer, we have a whole developer section. You can submit your app. Um, if you are interested in being a reviewer, there's a, there's a section on reviewers where it says, become a reviewer. We would love to hear from all of you. Uh, so again, whatever way you engage, lots of people don't want a, a newsletter in their inbox, but we have this really great newsletter that's a roundup of all the things we do during the week or you can if you're a facebook person, instagram person, mm-hmm. we post to all the channels where you can kind of browse things and and sometimes it's what i would say to the parents it's it's things are overwhelming. Yeah. Right? And if i say that we manage a database of 2500 apps, okay, that's overwhelming.
0: Um, you do it so we don't have to.
1: Right. And so that's the whole goal of bridgingapps.org is is a shortcut. If i had to summarize this in one word, we're a shortcut. So you can come and browse in whatever way is comfortable. Some people just come and browse our curated lists like um, apps, you know, autism apps for scheduling, Mm -hmm. autism apps for calming, autism apps for task analysis, for example, Or you can just type in by keyword. Lots of parents type in by their kid's uh, diagnosis or you can search by category. You can search by price. So lots of different options to come in and, and just kind of browse and explore to see what's what's out there. We do run a help desk. So we answer questions all the time and uh, you know would love to hear from, from listeners and would love for people to try it out.
0: Is the app database is sort of a mix of apps that are free to use and some are paid like premium apps as well? So it's great
1: question. Yes and yes. Okay. And so if was funny when we very when we started, one of our first iterations was to be able to allow users to search by price, because a lot of teachers were using our our search tool mm-hmm. and they had no budget they're like just show me free stuff so you can search just by zero cost um, all the way up probably the most expensive app in our database is maybe 300 and 320 mm-hmm. and typically those are the ones for what they we call augmentative communication yeah, like AAC so somebody's apps. nonverbal
0: yeah
1: right aac apps um, whether again whether it's for autism or or there's there are probably about 200 Of those around maybe even more but it ranges Uh, so again if that's typically we try to put the information in but but apps change their prices often and we're actually entering the the season in october of uh, aac awareness month is coming up and just a little tip for for parents out there or therapists that a lot of those apps go on major sales in the month of october okay um in honor of of those awareness months so
0: so we should connect in october or even prior to October to help raise some awareness for for that as well. Because I know uh, cost is cost is a an obstacle, you know, and, and if you can if you can get something that is, you know, on, on sale or, or at a discount for whatever reason, then it's nice to know those things are there so that you can you can get something that maybe you couldn't afford otherwise.
1: Absolutely. And and again, if you're on socials or just follow our blog too, we typically post. All of those sales, as many as we can find, sometimes we do a little infographic that shows you the names of them. And like, sometimes they go on sale for a week, sometimes just like two days. Uh-huh. It's also Down Syndrome Awareness Month in October. And so some of the other educational apps also slash their prices. And and many, again, as we talked about to be sustainable, many developers have had to go to a subscription. Uh-huh. It's great for them. That they're going to be around but you know for parents sometimes it's just cost prohibitive. you know
0: just too much yeah and i do like you know when i work with a company there's 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 sort of app and tech companies that i that i tend to do a lot of work with and i try to work with everybody to provide some kind of discount code or you know something to just kind of make it easier for parents to afford because there's you know i mean it's bad enough like if there's nothing available right to help you with your problem it's worse when there is something that is available, but it's unattainable because of a price point or a paywall or something like that. So is there anything else you wanted to just share with parents?
1: You know, I would just, for us and for our family, Mm -hmm. again, because my son- As all human beings are, we're all complex. I've gone to a lot of support groups over the years because of his different diagnoses. And my biggest piece of advice, which I try to live every day, is just try things. So much of it is trial and error. And as a parent, just don't beat yourself up. Just don't beat yourself up. You try something, it doesn't work. You try something, it doesn't work. And then you try something and it works and it's helpful. And it's just, you know, not being afraid to try, and it's really good modeling and good living, I think, for your kids. My kid has so many different types of needs, but I think he's got a really rich, meaningful life. It's not because of technology, but I'll tell you what, technology has played a huge role in not just him using it, but us as a family and being able to advocate for him. That's what I would say.
0: And again, it's just bridgingapps.org, right? Uh, yes. all of the information will be in the show notes, below, so people can just click on that and go check you guys out. Uh, I think that, uh, well, I mean, you have absolutely literally nothing to lose. It's a free service. You know, if you're, if you're trying to, uh, you know, locate apps that, that are useful for, you know, something that you need and, and you want to, you don't want to just kind of like browse the, the however many hundreds of thousands or millions of apps are out there you have a place to start, right? And, and you can, you know, that the the feedback on those apps is provided by people who are experienced with what you're looking for help with, you know, so, and it's totally free.
1: It's totally free. And again, you know, going and looking and searching, and then maybe you download three di- different apps and they, they don't work for your needs. Come back and try other things mm-hmm. um, because we've had to do a lot of, I hate the word pivot now because of COVID. We've had to do a lot of pivoting and shifting and changing and trying this thing. And if it didn't work, trying trying something else that's similar. And again, just the individual preference and involving your child in that process of, of introducing something and, um, you know, working hard. It, it doesn't necessarily all come easy. But our goal at Bridging Apps is to be a shortcut so that you don't have to Google search all day long or search in the app store and just kind of wonder whether or not this would be helpful or not. At least on our website, the apps have been vetted. Uh So they're relevant to our community. They've been looked at and trialed by uh, someone who's got some training and expertise. and, And An app that is my favorite may not be another person on my team's favorite or another parent, but it may work for their family for different reasons Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of factors that go into what makes something helpful for achieving goals and improving life.
0: The world we live in now, everything is app-driven. It's nice to have a place where you can go and at least get pointed in the right direction. You know, at least narrow down the search to a place where it's manageable, you know, and you're not so overwhelmed trying to just go in blind and, and figure out you know, whatever from the millions of, you know, options that are out there. So I appreciate that as a parent. And I'm sure a lot of people out there who are listening, uh, who are learning about this for the first time will appreciate that as well. And again, all the information will be in the show notes below. So you guys can just kind of click on that and go, you know, check them out and and find the apps that you or your, your kid need to kind of improve your quality of life and just make things a little bit easier every day. So thank you, uh, Kristen, for taking the time to come on the show. I do appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me and thank you for this podcast. I've learned so much just by listening.
0: Thank you very much. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch because I, you know, I want to help out with this any way that I can. I think it's important and yeah, so we'll be in touch. Thank you. Before I close things out, I want to just take a moment and say thank you to Kristen. First of all, for sharing your story about your family and your son and your journey as a mom. Uh, and thank you for bridging apps. Thank you for helping parents like myself and the countless others out there to navigate this ever growing ecosystem of apps that is, uh, overwhelming, right. And, and and helping us to connect with the ones that can improve the quality of life of both ourselves, our families and our children with disabilities. So thank you for everything that you're doing. I'm so glad that the Easter seals saw the value in what you're doing and, uh, have 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 taken you guys on and, and you're working together to do very positive things and I'm grateful for it. So thank you. You guys can find bridging apps at bridgingapps.org. All of the information will be in the show notes below. You can just click on that and uh and go check them out. Remember it's completely free. None of this costs you anything and uh that's amazing because there's nothing worse than having a solution to a problem that is unattainable. So thank you again. As for me, you can find me at listen.theautismdad.com, where you can interact with this podcast. You can join discussions, leave comments and feedback, submit questions or uh, show suggestions or topic ideas, or uh, maybe even you want to be a guest. You can apply to be a guest. Um, I want to say thank you to my sponsors who helped make this possible. I appreciate each and every one of you. So guys, please check them out if you get a moment. And lastly, you can find this podcast on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. Just hit that subscribe button. I would really appreciate that. I hope that you guys have a fantastic week and I look forward to talking to you on Friday. All right. Take care.